Welcome to Season 2 of Chromodiversity, a podcast for clinicians, therapists, and families about common genetic diversity. In Season 1, you heard that X and Y chromosome variations can lead to elevated risk for almost all internationally classified diseases and related health problems, many of which are preventable. As a result, researchers are increasingly calling for widespread screening, early intervention, and multidisciplinary care. Season 2 focuses on the biggest and often underappreciated concern of parents, early age social, emotional, and learning development differences linked to higher rates of dyslexia, ADHD, and autism. Fortunately, clinical understanding of this area has improved over the past decade, led in particular by the efforts of pioneering research teams at University of Colorado in the United States and University of Leiden in the Netherlands. The first half of this season features readouts of some of their key findings and recommendations for parents, educators, and healthcare providers. At the same time, a different way of thinking has emerged called neurodiversity that aims to destigmatize neurodivergences like dyslexia, ADHD, and autism. And the second half of this season features conversations with successful people about what it's like to actually grow up with neurodivergence and chromodiversity. As you may hear, there is a tension between the clinical world, which tends to use the medical language of deficits, and the neurodiversity perspective that celebrates difference. Both, however, call for acceptance, accommodation, and better care. And I believe it is urgent for clinicians, parents, and individuals to, quote, meet in the middle, unquote, with a common language for all. I'm Elliot Pollack, founder of my XXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. Today's episode is the readout of a short, simple guide for parents from 2013 that gives tips on how and when to tell their child about a diagnosis of XXY. There are three reasons this matters. First, it's an important question many parents could potentially face at some point in their lives. And to date, this is the only example of easy to understand information we know of that addresses the question. Second, apart from references to testosterone and infertility, its suggestions could also be helpful for talking about other common chromosome variations, such as XYY and XXX with one son or daughter. Third, it's a good example of the kind of decomplexified, non-threatening information urgently needed as prenatal and neonatal detection rates quickly rise. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and keep an open mind as you listen to Talking With Your Child About His Diagnosis of XXY Kleinfelter Syndrome, published by Children's Hospital Colorado in 2013. You can download the written version of this guide, including full references, on our podcast website, chromodiversity.com. Talking with your child about his diagnosis of XXY, Kleinfelter syndrome. Many parents wonder how and when they should tell their son about his diagnosis of XXY syndrome, also commonly called Kleinfelter syndrome. This guide offers some suggestions for talking with your son about XXY. As part of a research study, we asked adults and parents of children with X or Y chromosome variations about their experiences discussing the diagnosis. We also asked what advice they would give other parents who are planning to talk about the diagnosis for their son for the first time. This guide was developed from their responses, as well as from recommendations by healthcare professionals. Why is talking about the diagnosis important? 
There are many reasons why talking about the diagnosis is important for your son and your family. One, children with XXY often experience speech, learning, or social challenges starting at a young age. They may feel different from their peers. Having information about the diagnosis can help your child to understand and accept his differences. Two, your child should hear the diagnosis from you or from a support professional like a doctor, therapist, or genetic counselor with you there. Your son can then address questions and concerns with you when he has them. Otherwise, your child may learn of his diagnosis incidentally. For example, he may overhear it in a conversation or be told by a healthcare professional or teacher who assumes your child already knows. This may cause feelings of betrayal or misunderstanding. Three, children are intuitive and often aware when something is being kept secret. They may imagine something much worse than their diagnosis, like that they or a family member has a serious illness. Four, Secrecy or reluctance to talk about the diagnosis may make your child feel that XXY is shameful or embarrassing. If your child feels that you are uncomfortable about talking about XXY, he may avoid asking you questions. Instead, he may seek information from sources that could be unreliable or unsafe. Common Parent Concerns it is normal for parents to have concerns about telling their child about his diagnosis. You may be worried that, one, your child will think that he is different or that there's something wrong with him or that it will lower his self-esteem. Two, you do not know enough about XXY to explain it correctly or to answer questions your child might have. Three, your child will use his diagnosis as an excuse not to try when he faces a challenge. Four, it will make your child feel upset, scared, or angry. 5. Your child will not understand the information. 6. Your own emotions will interfere with talking to your son about his diagnosis. 7. Your child will not understand when it is and isn't okay to tell other people about his diagnosis. 8. You will have difficulty talking about sensitive topics such as learning disabilities, pubertal differences, or fertility. How will my child respond? Your child's maturity level, personality, and symptoms will affect the way he responds to the diagnosis. Keep in mind that your son's feelings towards the diagnosis may change over time. Your son may, one, feel relieved, two, want to know who else knows or when the diagnosis was made, three, need time to think about it, four, have a neutral reaction, seem disinterested, or act like it's no big deal. 5. Feel sad or angry. 6. Feel confused. 7. Feel special or think it's cool. 8. Wonder why it has happened to him. 9. Watch to see how you feel about it. 10. Ask questions about what the diagnosis means for him or how it will affect his future. 11. Show his emotional response through his behavior or actions, such as acting out or a change in appetite. 12. Have a delayed reaction. For example, your child might seem disinterested at the time of disclosure, but distressed, distressed the next day, or he may ask more questions later. 13. Have varied reactions to different aspects of the diagnosis. For example, your son might feel anxious about hormonal treatment, but relieved to know why he's struggling socially or in school. 
When is the right time? Many parents wonder about the right time to bring up the diagnosis. Here are some considerations for when to begin the conversation about XXY with your son. Remember, there's no specific right age and every child is different. One, keep in mind there is not likely to be a perfect moment to bring up the diagnosis for the first time. Two, for children diagnosed prenatally or in infancy, it can be appropriate to first mention the diagnosis around age four or five. For boys diagnosed in childhood or adolescence, discussion may start at the time of diagnosis. Three, even if your son is young, it may be helpful to talk about XXY a little at a time as relevant to his age and symptoms. For example, when he's going to speech therapy or if he's having difficulties learning something new. Four, your son should be aware of his diagnosis before he begins puberty and will need to start testosterone therapy. Five, rather than create an event like going out to dinner or a special outing, try to find a casual time for the disclosure conversation. Other opportunities to discuss XXY include if he experiences learning or social challenges, when he brings it up, preparing for appointments, i.e. doctor, therapy, tutor, if he needs medications or treatments, XXY conferences or family meetings, if he is learning about related concepts in school, i.e. chromosomes, human body, cells. Preparing for the conversation. One, become informed about XXY before you talk with your child. Seek answers to your own questions from doctors, other parents, and reliable websites and books. This may help you feel more confident when talking with your son. Two, children often pick up on their parents' emotions. Take the time you need to work through your own feelings about the diagnosis and about talking to your child. You may want to seek support from family members, friends, a professional therapist, support groups, or community groups of other parents of boys with XXY. Three, consider talking to your child's doctor or therapist about your plans to disclose the diagnosis. He may have advice on age-appropriate ways to talk with your son. A healthcare professional can also help you to disclose the diagnosis to your child or to talk to your child about specific aspects of his condition. Four, if your child has more than one parent or caregiver, discuss together ahead of time how and when you will talk to your son about his diagnosis. What should I say? Your son's unique needs and your family communication style will influence how you discuss your son's diagnosis with him. Some points to consider. One, keep it simple. Most children need minimal information at the start. Remember that many boys with XXY can become overwhelmed if information is presented too quickly or with complex language. Two, be honest and direct. Do not give false or misleading information that may cause him to be confused. Three, keep a light, calm, and positive attitude. Four, encourage your child to ask questions and to share what he's feeling or thinking, acknowledging he may need time. Five, express support and reassurance. Offer to help your child get any help he may need for the challenges he may experience. Six, Relate your son's condition to others' differences or challenges with examples relevant to your child and to your family. 
For example, testosterone therapy may be compared to a friend who requires insulin for diabetes or thyroid hormone, hormone treatment. 7. Consider using pictures and other visual aids when talking about complex topics like chromosomes or testosterone. 8. Identify your son's strengths and positive qualities. Also try to identify good things about the diagnosis, such as it has helped your son be tall, artistic, or has made him more sensitive to others. 9. Let your son know there are a lot of other boys and men with XXY. 10. It is okay if your child has questions that you're unable to answer. Become comfortable with telling your child, I don't know, but we can find out together. 11. Tell your son that it's always okay to ask about anything he may read, hear, or wonder about. Let him know that many things he reads or hears about XXY may be wrong. 12. Help your son identify appropriate places to seek information about his diagnosis, such as his doctor, safe websites, or books. Encourage him to bring any questionable information to your attention. Developmental considerations. Remember that you do not need to talk about everything at once. The topics you discuss and the words that you use will depend on your child's age and experiences. These are some age-appropriate suggestions. 1. Preschool, kindergarten. Explain that your son's body and brain are made a little differently than other children and that this means he might need some more help, i.e. speech therapy, or that some things may be harder for him than other children. 2. School age. A. Begin talking about chromosomes and genetics, providing more details as your son learns about these topics at, in school. Reiterate that some information he learns at school may be wrong, and to talk to you if he has questions. B. Reassure your child that XXY is a condition they were born with. It is not a disease, and that it is not contagious or fatal. 3. Adolescence, adulthood. A. Talk with your son about his feelings about sharing his diagnosis with friends and romantic partners. B. Introduce the fertility problems associated with XXY. C. Discuss ways that your son can become proactive and involved in his health care. Encourage him to ask his doctors questions. Terminology. XXY may also be described with different terms, such as Klinefelter syndrome, KS, or 47XXY. All of these terms refer to the same condition. Each family and child may prefer different terms to describe their condition. Whichever term you prefer, it is best to stay consistent when discussing the diagnosis with your son to prevent confusion. Talking about privacy. One, it is important to discuss with your child who is appropriate to tell about the diagnosis and who may not be appropriate. 2. Tell your child that sharing the diagnosis is a personal decision to be made with the child and his family. Most people will not understand what XXY means. Talking about genetics and chromosomes. 1. Chromosomes and genes may be explained as instructions or messages for the body, or as pages in an instruction book. 
XXY is caused by extra instructions or extra pages. 2. It is important to emphasize that XXY is something that just happens and that he was born with this, no one caused your son to have it. Avoid using the words mistake, accident, or mutation to describe this condition. 3. Be careful when using the terms sex chromosome or sex chromosome abnormality. Your son may confuse these terms with having a sex abnormality. Older boys or adolescents may need to be reassured that their diagnosis does not imply inability to have sex. Talking about infertility. 1. From a young age, emphasize the different ways families are made, such as through adoption or using sperm donation. 2. Address specific questions and concerns regarding infertility as your son matures. Waiting until adolescence to discuss fertility issues is appropriate. 3. Teens should be informed that protection is still necessary to prevent sexually transmitted diseases. Three things to remember. 1. Talking about the diagnosis is not a one-time event. It is a process that will happen gradually over time. 2. Every child with XXY is different with regard to his needs, comprehension, communication, and coping skills. You know your child best. 3. Consider seeking support for talking with your child about his diagnosis from your child's physician, therapist, or other healthcare professionals. Thank you for taking time to listen to this guide on how and when to tell children about a common genetic difference. Easy to understand authoritative information like this can make an enormous positive difference in the lives of parents and children, yet still today, almost a decade later, remains scarce and hard to come by. We believe it is urgent to change the way the world supports chromodiversity and that the single most important first step is to make decomplexified information easily accessible to all. The fact is, genomics, screening, and testing are advancing at a blistering pace. It can be hard to keep up, let alone know what to do as a clinician, therapist, educator, or parent when faced with today's increasingly high rate of detection. Fortunately, we're learning more every day, and thanks to amazing people like you, listening, learning, and supporting our cause, I believe the future is bright. If you found this episode useful, I encourage you to share it to help boost awareness. Every share counts. Thanks for listening. Sign up to be notified of next week's exciting episode and have a wonderful day.